Blog Talk Radio. Anyone want coffee? Hello, fellow book writers and caffeine fiends. Welcome to A Daily Cup of Joe, where you'll get to hear from publishing industry pros and affirm your inner bookworm. Happy Tuesday and welcome to A Daily Cup of Joe. Sometimes I host a random guest so I can just talk books, writing, and the creative process. Today is another one of those days. I'm indie author Joe Michaels and I'm your host. You guys are never going to believe this. I have romance author Mary J. Williams with me today. That is just amazing. I can't even, I can't even. So we're going to talk about her book series, Harbor Falls, and Hollywood Legends, and I'm hoping to ask her some questions about being an author that she's never heard before. If you'd like to give Ms. Williams a follow, her website is maryjwilliams.net, or you can just click on the link in the show description. You need to pay her a visit right now. I did. Great website. Well, I won't ramble at you anymore. I'm going to get Mary out here so you can meet her. If you're ready, grab a cup of joe and let's get to it. Hiya, Mary. Hi, it's great to be here, Joe. Thanks for having me. It's awesome to have you here. I'm, oh my goodness, I'm over the moon. So, <laughs> I'm going to start us off with a question that I ask all my guests um, because obviously I'm very, very into my coffee. So, how do you take your coffee? Well, when I do take my coffee, I take my coffee black. I'm afraid I'm mostly a tea drinker, but I do like the uh, occasional black coffee to get me going in the morning. Oh, yeah, me too. Only Mine's more like a gallon of black coffee in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> so let, I have a long list of questions here, and we're just going to jump Great. right into them. Um, okay. So tell us, how long have you been writing? Well, it's been something that's been in the back of my mind for a long time, but technically I started writing in February, and my first book came out at the end of March. Since then, it's just been like flowing out of me like water, which is, of course, a thrill for me because I used to sit down in front of the computer and say, okay, today I'm going to start my book, and I would (laughs) write a sentence, which made absolutely no sense, It didn't seem like there was anywhere for it to go from there. And then all of a sudden, I sat down again, and I had like 10 pages written in the first day. I said, where did this come from? Thank you, wherever, whatever the muse is up there helping me out. And since then, it's just been the same thing. I try to write something every day, and some days I write a lot. Some days I write a page, but I've written every day since that first day. That's incredible. For all you listeners out there, just so you know, Mary right now, she has six books published. So since she started writing in March, that's quite a feat. (laughs) I don't know if you realize how many words that is, but it's insane. (laughs) It is. And the first series, just so everyone knows, right now is on sale for 99 cents. Each book is 99 cents. It's only at Amazon, but... Get grab the book, uh, get to know me, and hopefully you'll want to keep reading my books after that. But it's just for a week, so I want everyone to know that it's out there, and hopefully you'll try my, one of my books and then try another book and another book, and maybe you'll become a lifelong fan. So that that's my goal. <laughs> That'll be awesome. For you guys, you can find the links to her author page in the show description, or it's maryjwilliams.net. So get on out there and grab one of those books. Since they're on sale, get them all right now, today. Please. <laughs> so, Mary, what got you started writing? Uh, well, I write romances, which is really what I started reading when I was uh, er- in my early teens. And it's always been, you know, I guess I was one of those people who said, who would read a, a romance that I wasn't that thrilled with and say, you know, I could do better than this. Uh it took me a long time to find out if I could. I hope that some of my books are 
above average. I hope that when you read them, you find that. Uh, I like telling the story. I love a happy ending, and I like putting a story out there that has positive things to say about women and friendship. And the men that are that they fall in love with respect the fact that they're strong women. They don't try to change them. So the conflict throughout the book is usually, well, there there are outer conflicts that come in and try to destroy whatever's going on. Sometimes it's a little suspense, a little mystery. Sometimes there's murder. But the conflict between the hero and the heroine is always that struggle of the woman not sure that she wants to give up her independence, what she's grown, what she's you know what she's built for herself, and and finding a place for the man in her life, the the yin and yang, I guess, of it, of what um, bringing a man into her life means. And of course, in a romance novel, I hope there is that happy ending. But the fun is how they get there, the back and forth between them. I I love dialogue between a man and a woman that's kind of not just spicy but interesting and funny and and they play off of each other that's what i really try to get into my books so like being witty you like witty people yeah i i try for that i try i don't you know it's not like one liners the humor comes from their back and forth uh, like in in my harper fall series all of the women are really big movie fans, and so there's a lot of references to movies. Sometimes the guys get it, sometimes they don't. But I like I love the back and forth and and trying to make the characters interesting in the dialogue, not just in a description of what's happening. Oh yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, do you do you read like the authors that you read, or is that something they do a lot of? Uh, yeah, my favorite is Nora Roberts. I I love her, but and I love Lisa Kleypas, and I love Linda Lale Miller. I like I like authors who really do write about strong women and uh, not. I don't like a vic of my woman to be a victim, and if she is, if something bad happens to her. Before the book is over, she's found the strength to fight back against whatever is happening to her. So it's not just the man coming in and saving her. They do it together. Or she kicks butt and gets it done by herself. But (laughs) it really is about a strong woman in my book. And I think that that, I hope that's what other women want to read. And I hope if a man is reading my book, he appreciates finding a strong woman in there too. Oh, yeah, you're definitely my sister from another mister. <laughs> oh, for sure. I love strong women in my novels. Um, so is romance the genre that you gravitate toward whenever you go to pick up a book to read? It is. I, I like mysteries, too, a straight mystery, and I like suspense. Um, but mostly romance, yes. It's always been my favorite kind of thing. And I love, well, if a, if an author, uh, J.D. Robb, which is also Nora Roberts, I love the procedurals that she does, but I love the fact that it's grounded in a romantic relationship. Her relationship, Eve Dallas and her husband Rourke, it's, it's really my favorite twosome ever that I've read about. They're my favorite book couple of all time because of the strong yeah. relationship that they've built over the time that J.D. Robb has been writing the book. So, yeah, I, I want there to be some kind of a relationship in the book I'm reading because it makes me uh, identify more with what the book is about. Oh, absolutely. Most definitely. Um, so mm-hmm. your characters are those strong women. Do you have a favorite and why? I do. I you know, I think that in in my second book that I wrote it's called If Tomorrow Never Comes. It's the second book in the Harper Falls series. Danny Danny Wild is a young woman who grows up in a small town and she has this ad- streak of adventure in her. She wants to go out and try everything, hang gliding, parachuting, whatever there is. She she's a black belt. She, her her mm. 
goal was to go out and see the world, so she became a photographer. Uh, it was her first job is in Europe. She's working for a, a website where she gets to go around and take pictures. This is where she falls in love for the first time. He's in the Army. Uh, they have two amazing weeks. But because of his job, which is very dangerous, he doesn't feel like he can commit to a woman full-time. But Danny is goes on from there. She goes has her job. She's working in Afghanistan, but she also does the Cannes Film Festival. I want to be this woman. <laughs> so when they come <laughs> back to Harper Falls, she's she's ready to go back to the small town, but she also has the ability to go out and travel all she wants. So if I could be someone, I would be Danny. I want I would be that woman. Hi. So do you feel like you live vicariously through your characters? Like have them do oh, things absolutely. you always wanted to do? Yeah, absolutely. I have uh the four women in my Harper Falls books. Really I w- I would take any of their their professions. The first one <laughs> she's a songwriter. Uh, very successful. In fact, after the book, she she's she won an Oscar so for her songwriting. So of course I would take that. And then of course Danny as the photojournalist, she travels the world. I I can't imagine not wanting to be able to do that. Then the third <laughs> book, I have uh, Tyler is an artist. She works in all mediums, uh, painting, sculpture. And she's just becoming very successful at it. I mean, she's finding her voice as an artist. And in the third, fourth book, which is a Christmas novella, she's a successful businesswoman. She has a flower shop, and but her dream is to be a writer. And by the end of the book, she's that's where she's gravitated towards. She's uh, given up the dream of being a writer, but finds the ability to or the chance to be able to do it again. And at the end of the book, that's where she's going to go. So I would take any of those women's lives. I'd be very happy. And, of course, (laughs) at the end, they all have the gorgeous, wonderful man in their life. And who wouldn't want that, too? (laughs) That's so true. You know, you're, you're definitely giving readers the escapism with all the different jobs and the traveling and everything. So that's awesome. So, um, well, yeah. What's been your favorite what's part of uh, what's been your favorite part of being a writer? Well, it's really a solitary thing. But in order mm-hmm. to get people to know that I'm a writer, I've had to, I've been doing things like this, of course, and <laughs> it's been great. It's been so much fun. I when you talk online to somebody that's in Australia or. London or South America, it, it's you've opened yourself up to a, the rest of the world. It's really exciting. I, you know, I live here. I live in Washington State in the United States, mm-hmm. and I have traveled some. But like anyone else, this is my world. I, I know the people around me. All of a sudden, it's opened up. I, I know people. I know somebody in Australia, which I didn't know before. So that's been a lot of fun and, and very exciting. Well, you mentioned that the people around you are your people. Um, do the people around you know that you're a writer and what you write? Oh, they do. In fact, <laughs> it's become <laughs> it's become a family thing. I I have a professional proofreader. I found someone that I, I really trust and like. But the first person to read what I write is my mother. She reads it for me and goes through it. She does a lot, some editing for me to start with. So when I send it off to my proofreader, my editor, it's it's gone through me and my mother first. <laughs> then after that, I give it to my sister to read, and she gives it one more over. So... It's basically become a family affair, and it's great. We uh, they give me a lot of nice feedback. Of course, it is my mother and my sister, so they they tend to be very uh, appreciative of what I write. But it's still it, it's nice to have them give me feedback on my books, and uh, yeah. And then 
my brother and his wife and yeah uh, yeah I didn't keep it a secret everybody knows. <laughs> so did you grow up in Washington State? I did. I the Harper Falls, which is a fictional town, uh, is pretty much where I grew up. I grew up in a town called Northport, which is in north northeastern Washington, really close to the Canadian border on the Columbia River. So when I decided to make a fictional town, I said, well, it should be in eastern Washington on the Columbia River. The difference is Harper Falls is a bit more affluent and kind of quirky in a way that where I grew up wasn't it so yeah it's I like to combine the two but I make it an mm-hmm. idealized version of where I grew up <laughs> Are there any like local bookstores there like are you planning to do any signings locally and like introduce Oh boy Northport uh I had 23 people in my graduating class so I think that kind of tells you Northport is very very small very uh rural in the most people come from out of the town to go to school there. So, no, Northport is not. I live in Spokane now, <laughs> so that there are places there. I do have, uh, I hope, to be doing a signing at a, a local bookstore, but I ha- it hasn't been finalized yet. So we'll see. When that happens, I'll be getting the word out. Oh, that's awesome. Yes, definitely market locally first because people like to yeah. meet us. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah I like am. So the face is like, ooh, the gush. I love this character. I love that character. <laughs> I'm Sign looking forward book. to that. Oh yeah. So, are you going to any author events like around the country? Are you planning any of those? I haven't planned any yet. Uh, it. This is. So I've been, like I said, nothing but writing pretty much and doing <laughs> online things. Uh, I hope in the next year that I'll start branching out to that. It's. I've been just concentrating on. Well, writing, that's been pretty much my life since February. So, yeah, I do I do wander out into the sunshine occasionally. Oh, that's what the world looks like. Then I come back down into my little basement place here where I do my writing. Yeah. And, uh, I know I, I've gotten kind of pasty looking, and I know there's a world out there. I, I need to get out and see it again. But author <laughs> events are things that I'm definitely looking into, and I hope to get in the next year. Oh, yeah. Well, I hope to meet you at one of them. That would be amazing. amazing. I hope so, too. Yeah, we can yeah I, I want to start in my area and then start going and going. Maybe, who knows? <laughs> oh, heck, yeah. So what? Yeah. I know that some people plan really far in advance. I know you said you had a huge list and you have like a whole bunch of books coming next year. So Mm -hmm. did you happen to plan for the next five years? Like do you have a five-year goal and what what would that be? I think it's probably like most authors to grow my audience and hopefully become a better writer. Other than that, as a writer, I I really can't think of anything more important than to – get better at what I'm doing. I, I hope that with each book, my writing gets stronger, that my voice gets louder. And by that, I mean, uh, I, I wouldn't say my books are message books, but again, like the strong woman thing. I want people that read my books to to come away with an idea of who I am. And that's that's really where I'm coming from, is the friendship and the strength of women. So I hope that with each book I write, that gets stronger. And, of course, lots of um, hot sex and sexy men. <laughs> but the, so in five years, hopefully I have a, a nice catalog of books that encompasses all that. Uh, but really my mo- main goal is to become a better writer with each book that I do. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so where does the idea – yeah, I, I, lo- I love that you have, like, goals that are small because I think a lot of times people come out of the gate and they have these big lofty goals and then they don't hit them and they get discouraged and they quit. So yeah. I like that you you like, aim small and as you accomplish, you're like, oh, yes, okay, and it feels like a huge success whenever you do something really small. 
So yes, it does. High five uh, you. Yeah, <laughs> I think with my first book especially, I was more what you're talking about. I thought, oh, I'm going to put this book out, and a million people will suddenly discover me. <laughs> it, it that, that first month was kind of a. I was a kind of a crazed person, you know, looking about, well, why isn't anybody buying this book? And and I realized, well, why should they? No one knows who you are. And that's when I sort of, I settled down and decided to make it about the writing and getting my name out there in other ways. But if if I'm not don't continue writing, if I don't get better and 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 meet people and let them know who I am, that first book you know who's going to read it? I, but the second book, a few more people, and the third book, a few more. It's you know it's been a slow process, but it's definitely been growing, and and I'm encouraged by that. And once I got that, once that clicked in my head, I could relax and enjoy more <laughs> all the whole, the entire process instead of getting crazed about. Well, only only three people read my book. Are you? Kidding? <laughs> it's a little bit more than that now, and that makes me happy. I, the more people that discover my books, that makes me happy. But the writing makes me happy too, and I think that's something a, a, an author has to realize: if they aren't enjoying sitting down and creating their stories, there really isn't any point. You you have to like what you're doing before other people can like what they're reading. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I agree with you 100%. So um, speaking of that, um, do you feel like getting to the point where you just enjoyed the writing, do you feel like that was your most challenging thing to overcome or was it something else, like in, in your author life? Right. I en- I enjoyed writing the first book. It it was exciting for me because obviously I was finally doing something I wanted to do. I think it was between the the first book and well, I've, I I enjoy writing every time I sit down. I will say that. It's when I'd get up and start thinking about the other things that I stopped losing I started losing my perspective on it. Now that I have that back, I can enjoy everything about it. I, I sit down in the morning, I look at my computer, I, I go over what I did the day before and where I am in my story, and it, it's it's all so much fun for me because I am living my dream right now, and it's something that I always hope to do. And now that I have the opportunity to do it, I want to enjoy every second because... <laughs> Why else would I be doing it? It, it? I don't. This is the job that I wanted. So now that I'm doing it, I plan on enjoying what I'm doing. Well, okay. So growing up in Northport, little town, um, mm-hmm. your idea for Harbor Falls. Uh, what, <laughs> how did that idea hit you? Like for the very first novel, the very first one. Like, did you just look around and kind of say, "Well, I can do this better. Like, I can write this town." better or was it something else like the idea for that very first book where did it come from the first book it's interesting because really the idea for harbor falls came from the third book (laughs) and (laughs) the third book is called if you yeah if you knew if you only knew sorry gosh where's my brain (laughs) Uh, i know it's my book i should know this the the idea came honestly from a song that I that I had heard back in the 90s. It's a song by Laurie White called "If You Only Knew," and it gets me every time I listen to it. It's so poignant. It's about a woman telling, singing. You know, we're friends, but if you knew how I felt about you, if you knew I loved you, would you love me too? Would you love me back? And I always, for some reason, that song always saw, I always thought, well, that would be a great story, wouldn't it? I mean, why couldn't I write that? So I, I developed the character in my head of Tyler and Drew Harper. Okay, his name is Harper. He lives in Harper Falls. I think you can get the idea. His mm-hmm. family is kind of yeah. a big deal in the town. So as <laughs> teenagers, they're star-crossed lovers. He breaks her heart, and the point is, now, ten years later, 
he wants a second chance, and the only way he's going to get it is if he tells her the truth. If you only knew why I broke your heart, would you take me back? Mm-hmm. And I wanted to develop that, even though they're all standalone books, all the characters are in all the books. So in the first book, we meet Tyler and we meet Drew because they're both back in Harper Falls. And their story develops through the next two books until their book in the third one. So Harper Falls came out of my idea for the third book, and it just developed through to the to the final. The final story is, is the little Christmas novella, but in my head when I started, it was only going to be three books about these three women, and it was going to end with Tyler and Drew's story. So the Christmas story is a little bonus, but... It Harper Falls began with that idea, and it grew through those three stories to Tyler and Drew's story in the last book. Oh, nice. So did you plot <laughs> all that out, or did you just kind of wing it? I'm I'm afraid I'm a winger. <laughs> I get <laughs> – I write down – any idea I have when I'm, you know, throughout the day, if I think, oh, gee, that's an idea, so I'll make a note of it. But when I actually start to write my books, it's just a general idea that I have. And a lot of times it goes in a different direction than I had planned. And that's great, too. I, I love that. I love when my characters take over and say, no, we don't want to do that. We want to do this instead. And it changes not it doesn't change the basic idea of the story but it often changes where they're going throughout the story and i love that part it's a it's a surprise for me and it keeps i think it keeps the story fresh for me when i don't always know exactly where i'm going i usually have the beginning in my head and a general idea of where it's going to go and i know pretty much what i want to happen at the end but most of the time throughout the book, it's it really is a chain, an ebb and flow, a change of where the characters seem to get a mind of their own and go in a different direction, and I'm fine with that. Yeah, I, I do the same thing. Um, it, for everyone listening, that's called pantsing or riding by the seat of your pants. So, right. Mary, do you do you feel like you spend a lot of time with your characters, like fleshing them out? And do you mm-hmm. learn, like, who they are as you write the book, or do you determine who they are before? I have a general idea. I, I think I really do find out where they're going to go, who they are as I'm writing the book. In the first book, uh, Rose, Rose O'Brien, is a young woman. She came to Harper Falls as a girl about 11 years old. Uh, her mother's died. She had been living with her aunt. The aunt is, uh, to call her a witch, is being kind. <laughs> she, kind <laughs> she, she influences a lot of what Rose does throughout the book because this woman, oh, she does some terrible things to Rose. And so I find, I find out throughout the story who Rose is because of what her aunt has done and how she overcomes that, and by the end of the book, I'm as I'm really pleased with who Rose has become, and she's such a strong woman to have survived what she has. And a lot of the reason she survives is because of the friendship that she developed when she first came to Harbor Falls with Danny and Tyler. So these three women are, no matter where they go, they all leave when they graduate high school, and now they're back in Harbor Falls. But it's just been a strong bond that has gotten them through everything that they do. And I, that friendship is so important. And it, it's, it's given Rose the strength over the years to become the woman that she is now and who she is at the end of the book. It's a really emotional moment at the end of the book when she finally, uh, well, she confronts her aunt and, and there's a scene that really influences and 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 shows how far Rose has come because there's a, she never could have done that earlier in her life and part of it is the friendship part of it's the man that she's met 
and and he's made her stronger too. It's I just I, I love the way it ends. So it's it's really uh and to me it was part of it was a surprise too because I didn't I knew of course I knew that Rose would have her happy ending, but how she yeah. got there was a lot of fun for me to write because I was discovering as she, as I went along just as she was. So the idea of the cruel aunt, do you know someone who went through something like that or did you experience it yourself, like someone who was just overbearing? No, I'm I'm or lucky was- that, that yeah, I'm really lucky that this woman was completely a fictional character in my life. Just <laughs> someone that I uh, in fact, she changed from the the idea that I had of her at the beginning. She was going to just be kind of a flighty, uh, a flighty character who went from man to man and had been like married ten times. And she wasn't mm-hmm. evil when I started the book, but because of the because of Rose, and I felt it was important for her to have. I don't know, more of a conflict than I had first given her to make you understand why she was the way she was. But as a real person, no, I, I feel really fortunate that I've never known anyone <laughs> like Louise. She's, uh, yeah, she was pretty bad. And, yeah, I'm I'm very happy that I don't know a Louise in my life. <laughs> I think we're all happy we don't know a Louise in our life. Yes, I would never I'm wish Louise on anyone. Oof. She sounds absolutely <laughs> wonderful. I I love I love the villains that are just pure villains. You know what I mean? There's no redeeming qualities whatsoever. Uh you have yeah. to have somebody that's you have to root against, you know? <laughs> I do. There's there's a a character, well, Regina Harper, she's in all the books. She's uh yeah, she's a formidable woman and not anyone you want to deal with. In her own way, she is well. She's she's the overriding villain of the entire series. She's the the person that they all have to deal with and eventually get a, get past all the crap that Regina has thrown at them over the years. And she's there for every book, and she's she's so clueless as to not understanding why everyone doesn't just bend to her will. <laughs> She's an interesting character. I really enjoyed fleshing out Regina, even though, again, not a person I would want to have to deal with personally. Yeah. <laughs> and who could blame you there? She sounds wonderfully cruel also. Um, do you ever Have you ever read a V.C. Andrews novel? Yes. Okay, so I'm 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 likening the character Regina to some of the wicked stepmothers. <laughs> yeah. She doesn't quite go as far <laughs> as that, but yeah, she's uh she's she wants her way and her way has to be the way that everyone does it or well, her son ended up pretty much leaving and not having anything to do with her, so she lost that. And Yeah, Regina's an interesting character, very strong, very sure of herself. She it she knows how things should be done in her mind and she does not she doesn't swerve from her she has very much tunnel vision about the world she wants to live in. She sounds like it. <laughs> um <laughs> so out of all this whole series, are you, are you planning to release an audio book? I know a lot of people who don't actually read. They like to listen to books in their cars while they're driving to work or home. So are you are you going to do an audio version of all these books? Uh, right now, all four books are available in audio versions. I'm I, That's something I decided to do right away, and I was lucky enough to find uh, – well, the first two books are done by one woman, and the second two books are done by another woman. I I switched just because the the first woman was unfortunately having medical problems and had to stop doing it. But I'm really happy with both of the women that I've had do it, and and I'm really ha- and they're also available in paperback. So all three formats are available in all my books, well, in my awesome. Harper Falls um, books. Yeah. For those authors who are just starting out, uh, what company did you use for your audio? How did you choose your narrator? Things like that. 
like Philistine. Well, I went through the Amazon. Uh, I can't remember what it's called now. The, well, the audio. ACI. Yes, thank you very much. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, I went through them, and with the first book, I put it up, and the narrator contacted me. So I listened to her, the sample that she did, and I was really happy with it. And so we worked together on the first two books. On the the third one, when I needed to change narrators, I I went looking and I put a I contacted a few of the narrators that were listed, and uh, I just met one that we really clicked, and so she's done the the other two. It, it's it was really easy process for me I, I since they do it all and it's a profit share for us i i just pretty much left it in their hands and all i had to do was listen and approve it so it it was really it was really nice and i love having it out there and i've gotten some great feedback from people who do just listen to their books who are really <laughs> grateful to have that option out there for them and uh i would do i'm going to do it for all my books it's just it just seems like a a a nice way another option for people to discover your books and i i want to give people as many chances as possible uh the people who like the physical book i i just did the paperbacks when i was doing my fourth book it sort of gave me a i didn't do them right away because there it is, it's in print, and I wanted to make sure that they were as perfectly edited as I could. And I think that I did I did some extra editing on the first book, and I've gotten, we've all gotten better at it. So now that when I put one out, I think that they're, uh, I would never tell anyone that you're going to find a perfect book of mine. Uh, there's probably going to be a, a typo occasionally, but I find that in books, I found one, and I was really kind of thrilled <laughs> in a Nora Roberts <laughs> book. I don't know why that made me so happy. It, it did. So when I found a typo in a a book from a big publisher, from a very successful author, it made me feel better about the fact that, you know, occasionally I might have a typo in my book. But I got they are now really so much better edited than the first book was and the first book has been re-edited and so it's up to the to my standards I think that I've gotten to but I wanted to wait and do the paperbacks when I knew my books were as well edited as I possibly could get them so now I have them out paperback audio and ebooks and I'm really thrilled that I can offer all of those versions to people Oh heck yeah! Being an indie author now is not at all like it used to be. <laughs> it's no crazy advance. Yeah. So, did you ever look for a traditional publisher, or did you uh, just jump into indie? I just jumped in. I decided that it was just going to be something that I wanted to get done right away. I didn't. I I was talking to an author who is tra- is a traditionally published author and. For what I wanted to do, I wanted to be able to publish when I want, and uh, it's also very, very, very possible that I would not have gotten any good response back. I mean, you have to find the person, the person that reads your book at one of those publishing places has to be the right person. I mean, it's very mm-hmm. possible that if you sent your book and and ten people at that place read it, you might find one one who liked what you did, but it's very possible that nine of them wouldn't. So you have to hit the right person to read your book. So right. I decided that I wanted, since I did want my books out there, I wanted to do it in my own timeline. And definitely yeah. I would not have six books published right now if I had gone the right. traditional way either. So I, I like being an indie, indie author. I, I think it would be nice in the future to have a traditional publisher too but i would always stay with an in, as an independent author with a lot of my books it would maybe do yeah. two different series but yeah i like being an independent author it's a lot of work 
It's a mm-hmm. lot of, um, you know, everything has to be done by me. But now that I'm, I've been doing it for a while and I have more of a flow, it, it was really frantic at first because, of course, I didn't know what I was doing. And it was all just like, oh, well, I made a mistake there, but I guess I'll go back and fix it. And I'm still making mistakes. I, I, I assume I will always make some kind of mistake at some point, but uh, it's also been a lot of fun learning what I have to do in order to get my books out there. I mean, I had no yeah. idea about uh, covers and formatting <laughs> and everything that goes along with it. It was really interesting and scary it's and fun. Yeah. <laughs> Learning curve, 90 degrees. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I'm with you, though. Yeah, deadlines make me cringe, so I can't. Life happens, and I like to be able to let life happen, and I can't do the whole deadline thing. It absolutely drives me bonkers. So I'm with you there, having control over yeah. your own release stuff. But, you know, it hybrid is. authors are on the rise, so you're in good company. It is, and... So, um, yeah. No, I was just going to say, uh, I if you're lucky too, you find a group of uh, uh, people that are helping you. Like the, I have somebody who makes my covers that I'm very happy with. I have someone who does my formatting. I know people. Do you do your own formatting or do you have it done? I do my own, but I also do it for other people. So that's what uh, I'm see, yeah, that scared me. It's I I I tried. I went through the whole. Here's how you do it, and I looked at it, and I thought, no, <laughs> I'm not going to go there. But oh, I would love to be able to do it myself. But I did. I found someone that is does it for me, and I trust them to do it. Which that's also something that is huge. Is find if you can find the people that you trust and do a good mm-hmm. job for you. And of course, don't cost an arm and a leg. Then right. you're way ahead because that that takes something else off your mind that you don't have to worry about. Right. I, I literally wrote the book on indie publishing, like how to format your books and how to you know upload them to all the websites. So. Oh, good <laughs> for you. For people, well, <laughs> there are people like you who are just starting out. And why yeah. go, you know, struggle through the mud or whatever whenever you can pick up a $3 book and it will show you everything that you have to do in, like, a pocket version. You know, there's no fluff. Like, I just it, – it's very black and white. Like, this is what you need to do for this. This is what you need to do for that. So people like you, you know, who I wish I'd found your book anything. when I was starting out. I wish I'd known well, because, yeah, I really was just uh, – I would Google something and mm-hmm. read somebody's idea yeah. of how to do it. Yeah, it was really I wouldn't recommend it if if I was yeah. starting out now, I would do it different. But again, it was kind of I'm kind of proud of where I've gotten to because I had no idea what I was doing when I started. So, yeah, uh it it's a, it gives me a big sense of accomplishment to have come as far yeah. as I have in a short short time. So I guess in that way, I'm kind of glad I did it the way I did, but I would not mm-hmm. recommend it to anyone to do it the way I did. So I guess it's kind right. of a catch-22. And I'm I'm really thrilled where I am now, and but I'm still learning, and that's fun too. It's always – I love to learn. That's one of my favorite things, and I love to teach and help. So, yeah, I'm right there with you. Um, learning is Well, you know, you just might, I just might have to contact you when I have a question about something because – and just bug you and bug you. No, I wouldn't do that. But um, it's nice to, ha- to know that there's someone I could contact and ask a question mm-hmm. to. And that's another thing that has been so much fun is finding people like you. Uh, mm-hmm. It's it's a community out there that if you open yourself up to it, people are so kind. Honestly, yes. I've been really lucky. I do. I have some friends who have had some bad experiences. I can honestly say I haven't had a single bad contact with anyone, and I I hope I imagine eventually that will change. I might have something happen that will be you know, 
unpleasant, but so far everyone has been so nice and so helpful. Yeah, well, that's why they make that little unfriend button on Facebook. Um, so <laughs> the same thing that you like about the indie author community, like that's what I like is the the helpfulness. Is that your favorite thing about other having other people in your corner who are trying to do the same thing you're doing? It is. It, we are really are, even though we're striving for our own success, of course we want our books to be number one bestsellers. <laughs> Good luck with that. But I think everyone wants to help. I really do believe that. I think that for the most part we all – understand what the other author is going through and as long as someone isn't being uh, you know isn't trying to uh, monopolize or or take up too much of your time with questions uh, the occasional question or the occasional um, reaching out to help someone else is it's a good thing and and it's what being an indie author has taught me is that they're just so many people out there who are good-hearted and helpful and really want to help you get better at what you're doing and, and get your books out there to people. I really love that. It's It's been encouraging, nothing but encouraging for me. Well, I hope it continues to be super-duper encouraging for you because that's that's something that I like, too. I like it whenever people help other people. And mm-hmm. the questions, go ahead, ask them. I get questions all day long. I'm happy to answer. I'm happy to help any way that I can. I think I've published 20 books to date, and each one, it gets a little bit easier. So <laughs> I yeah. have tons of that experience I'm more than willing to share. So um, contact, you know. Hey, I'm over here. <laughs> so, uh you are nominated, or you're a finalist, in the 50 Greatest Authors You Should Be Reading contest, which I checked out, and it is just way cool. How did that happen, and what have you gotten from it? Well, it, it happened from doing a, a radio interview on the author show, which is um, something that I was turned on to by another author. So when I contacted them to set up an interview, then they – it's through their website that they do this, put this book out every year. And all you have to do is write an essay. Uh, it just talks about your journey as an author. You post it, and then you ask very nice people to vote for you, <laughs> which is something that I'm still having kind of, I still have problems asking people to do that <laughs> because it feels funny to me. Oh, here, yeah. <laughs> look, I'm running for this, and I'm having this contest, and please take time out of your day to click on this and vote for me. It just it mm-hmm. feels strange to do it, but enough yeah. very nice people did that for me, and that's what, how I got to be a finalist. And hopefully, fingers crossed, I'll find out that maybe I made it to the top 50. I am looking forward to it. I hope so, and you never know. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's amazing. I, it's awesome. I check out their website and their little contest, and I was just like, "Wow, that's pretty cool <laughs> that she's yeah a semifinalist. That's awesome." So, and you um, never know what you're going to fall into if somebody mentions right? something and you check it out, and it's all good. I mean, I I'm always looking for something like that, and I was really so pleasantly surprised to make it into the finals. And uh, I really thank everyone who voted because, you know, it really is about taking time out of your day, even if it is just a couple clicks away. Mm-hmm. It, it's a big deal that people take time to do that for you, and I really appreciate it. Yeah, but it is hard to ask. I agree with you there. I have a really hard time saying, hey, go vote for me. It just yeah, you're right. It does feel funny. <laughs> it like, does feel funny, and I, I I hate to think that people are put would be put off because I'm asking them to do that. So, but yeah. I did it, and it worked out well the first time. So I'm hoping that <laughs> I get a few more votes the second time. But I do promise people it's not something I do all the time. I'm not constantly asking them to, <laughs> hey, vote for me on this. But this was right. a yeah, and. Anyways, it's it's nice to know that a few people took the time to do it, and I'm really appreciative of that. 
But yeah, everybody out there who clicked for Mary, good job. <laughs> bolstered her, you bolstered her confidence in human, humanity. So before we wrap up today, I'm going to ask you another question that is kind of close to my heart because I think every writer, especially Indy, who is starting out has a piece of advice or something that they've learned over their the course of their journey um, that they would like to impart to others. So what is that your one piece of advice that you would give to a writer who's just starting out? This is this is one I learned kind of the hard way, but I'm so grateful I learned it. And I'm not sure it's something that you can you can go into it with it it really is something you need to uh find as you go along but relax <laughs> that first <laughs> book that first book it's so huge when you finally publish it and it means so much to you and every little thing about it i know you can sweat the details and worry about it and worry that no one's buying your book but trust me, keep writing, relax, and get that second book done and that third book done. And believe me, a few months down the road or even a few weeks down the road, that first thing that seems so important, it really isn't. It's just <laughs> a matter of perspective and, and enjoy what you're doing. But really, take a deep breath and relax because it gets easier it really does and if i could if someone could have stuck that in my brain the first few months that i did this i would have been and everyone around me would have been much happier <laughs> but i i am to that place now where i feel so much more relaxed when i put out a book it's not the be it's not i am not going my world is not going to end if my book doesn't pop up into the top whatever right away someone will find my book i i believe that completely and people have slowly but surely my the group of readers people that i get good feedback from it's growing and that's great so believe that Really relax and enjoy what you're doing. That's the best advice I could give. And it's absolutely fantastic advice. And you have just been a breath of fresh air on the show today. I enjoyed having you so much. Thank you for joining me. Well, thank you for having me. It's been so much fun, and I hope everyone out there has enjoyed our conversation as much as I have. <laughs> oh, I've enjoyed it immensely, too, and I guarantee you that they'll learn a lot if they listen to it. So. I appreciate you being with me. Um, it was awesome to have you, and I hope to meet you in person sometime. That would be amazing. I hope so, too. That would be great. Okay, thank you so much. All right, Thank everybody. you. So, <laughs> thank you. Um, be sure and give Ms. Williams a visit on Facebook and her website at maryjwilliams.net. Both links are in the show description. Mark your calendars because on Thursday I'll have the one and only author Chelsea Fine on the air for an amazing Utopiacon veterans interview. Thank you all so much for listening. And until next time, may your coffee be hot and your muse be loud. <laughs>